welcome again to another session of Two Smoking Guns after we've had uh, a little bit of a hiatus for a few weeks and uh, just regrouping in the middle of winter. But uh, here we are again, uh, coming back to do what we do best, which is probably uh, our worst. <laughs> Who knows? But, well, we had a hiatus. Well, yeah, we did. And, uh, and that's, I went on a holiday. Uh, you did. And welcome back to you. And hello to you, Ruxy. Thank you, Scotty. Well, the holiday... <laughs> I was allowed to leave the state. Yes, this you was were. this was pre-lockdown four. Yes, this was when you, we were free. Oh, country, you're, a, you're a free a geni- country. You're a genius. Yes, so I slipped away <laughs> to the Northern Territory. You did, where they've never had a case, and they seem to have relative, relatively competent public servants. Yes, biggest scare up there is crocodiles. Crocodiles is the biggest scare up there, <laughs> um, which is without fu- virus. Without viruses, <laughs> correct. And I think you'll find that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people when they're allowed to that are going to yeah. go up there yeah, because, right. um, look, it, it, it's in my – I've never been up there yeah, and, and, it's, and it seems stupid that I haven't now yes. and, and I've been because we, we love taking off overseas, don't yeah. we? But yep. we don't explore our own backyard. No. And I've got to tell you up there, it's beautiful in terms of a country. Yes. It's this time of year it's quite wet yep. still. Um, that'll dry up. And it's very, very – there's two seasons up there. There's no um, spring, summer, autumn, right. winter stuff. She's wet or she's dry. It's, she's wet <laughs> she's dry, mate. There's two seasons. Love it. And um, we we went at a really nice time. Um, Good. And uh, saw a lot of great wildlife and that sort of stuff. And yep. it's a beautiful part of the world. So yep. I'd encourage anyone to um, – to get out of this, I'm as guilty crazy as crazy Victorian lockdown. As guilty as you are, and I've always, I've always had this theory mm. that there's lots of people around the world that could tell us more about our country than we could about us, than we could Correct. tell about our own country. That's it. Um, you know, because all the people that come here from a tourism point of view, that that's what they do. They go well, and see Ayers Rock and they go up to Kakadu yeah. and they go across the Broome, they go down to Margaret River and, you know, all these wonderful places. And, right. you know, as you say, what do we do? We jump on a plane and go to Bangkok. Yeah, well, <laughs> and plus, I've improved my knowledge. Ah, We've well, learned a good. lot about crocodiles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From a distance, I trust. <laughs> well, we, we, fed, we fed them. I did see we that. We fed them. Yes. I posted some how, stuff on the how social. Was that? How was the ad- adrenaline? Well, it's the noise the jaws make when oh, they clamp shut crushing... with a force of about three tonne. Yeah, per square inch or something. Um, does, it makes you not want to have your hand anywhere near it. Yeah. But um, you can feel the tug when they grab yeah. the meat and pull. It's like, yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're stronger than me. Um, <laughs> so, you know. It's from a from a distance behind a barrier, yeah. uh, all pretty good. But when you see them in the wild, yeah. and then you hear the tales, because because anyone that takes you out on a river cruise, you know yes. the local guides, yes. they are colourful characters, right? <laughs> and they have lots of tales to tell. So they and they probably carry guns, but not to shoot other people. No, probably just a, an an errant croc. There's great, there's great stories. Right? The, there? the great one I heard was cup. There was three blokes. They were fishing. In yes. a tinny, yes, and they decided to cook up some of the fish that they'd caught in the tinny. Oh, right. So the blokes off the back of the tinny just cooking up a little bit. Yes, and this five-meter croc decides to um, come over the top and help himself to oh. to lunch. Oh, <laughs> all all of them, and took the engine as well. Oh. <laughs> Is that right? There's all sorts oh. of stories about. There was a great one where the guy that actually took us up river. Um, Steve-O, and because um, <laughs> um, the, the, the rivers are very tidal. Yeah, right. And he said, um, we'd gone up earlier in the day, 
when the when the river was quite high. Up, yep. And then we'd gone out a couple of days later and, you know, there was about a four metre wow. divergence of, of some of these tidal sort of rivers. That's a lot. And we're, we're just swimming along in the boat going near the cliffs and this croc that got stuck up jumped yep. over the boat into the river. Get out. And they just saw this three-metre croc go That's over their roof. Shaky. So there's all the sort of stuff. So you're really up and about in wildlife yeah, yeah, yeah. up right, there. Right in the teeth of it, so to speak. In the teeth of it. And um, I've handled a couple of little buggers yeah. and we did a bit of that. Yeah, saw that. reptile work. I felt like I How's was Steve Irwin. <laughs> How did that feel, that, uh, that reptilian they skin? They have a very soft underbelly, which is right. why they make, you know, things uh, out of them. Oh, like, like a snake. Sort of skin. Yes, exactly the same. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that's how they uh, sense their surroundings. So they're very poor eyesight, uh, but very, very tactile and very... Smelly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but very, very good in their glands and all that sort of stuff. Right. They can sense uh, ripples, you know. Right. From, you know, hundreds of metres away. Right. Mm. Okay. So anyway, I won't bore you anymore with crocodiles, no, but no, uh, it's I, a beautiful I, country up I, there and worth exploring. I've only got one story. In fact, I, I did, certainly didn't go that high, but I went up sort of north of Cairns up to sort of almost sort of around Cape Trib. Oh, that's yeah, place. way up Cooktown. Yeah, way. yeah, it's it's up. Um, anyway, uh, in a tinny, you know, going on a tour through mangroves and. Um, our guide, uh, you know, I can't remember his name now, you know, Billy or Be whatever. Bazza. Bazza or Billy. And uh, so, so you've, you've, been, you've been up here, obviously you've been up here 40, 50 years. No, I'm from Bo Morris <laughs> and I've <laughs> been up here for about five years just doing some tours. That's it. <laughs> so That's we go it. all the way up there and we bump into a bloke running, running a tinny operation from Bo Morris. Correct. Oh, yeah, they come from everywhere give up the me top a end. Sp- Bell, as they say. And the other thing up there that um, you'll uncover is they've got mosquitoes the size of pterodactyls. Oh, yeah, right. And they, I, yeah. I'm normally... They're a bit thirsty? Immune yeah. to you? a mosquito. But they loved me. Right. So fresh blood I must have been up there Yeah, for. well, uh, they must, loved must me at the best of times. So that might be uh, some, something that might inhibit my yeah, enthusiasm. You, you want to get the Bushmans on you up there. Yeah, They're right. feral. Hey, can I tell you about mm. some other things that I've got today yep. uh, that, that we might get through in time? I'm not sure. We'll see how we go. But uh, I'm going to talk to you about radioactive rhinos. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I did, you did tell so, me about uh, that. That's going to be something to behold. Um, there's a little bit of movement in the uh, EVE, the electric vehicle sector. Yes, this is your a, speciality. Well, there's a little group that's uh, that's just going to come in and um, what's the terminology? Uh, they're going to be a disruptor. Yeah. Very good. Don't you love that word? I love the disruptor yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be a disruptor. Uh, I've come come across some other things. Apparently, there was a restaurant that hosted lunch during lockdown. Uh, no names, no pack drill. And, um, and of I course, th- there's not many restaurants operating at the minute in, well, in not Melbourne. Allowed to. They're not allowed so, to. So uh, allegedly, yeah. uh, albeit that it is in black and white in the little paper, yeah. um, it has been reported that there was a lunch that was held by a group of protesters, allegedly, yeah. and they ate indoors. Oh, good on them. During lockdown. Good on them. Anyway, um, and then... Uh, uh, My level of civil disobedience is going up a notch at the minute. Really? Because of this latest fiasco. I'll call it a fiasco. What, you're going to walk outside with no pants on now? No, (laughs) I'd I'd happily have 20, 30 people over and then challenge the establishment to find me. Jeez, you're a brave man. Seriously. 
It's ridiculous. Someone will dob you in there, you know. Probably. That's the problem Probably. these days. We, it, Not it, too many dibber-dobbers. We, we, we become a bit un-Australian. I yeah, mean, 30 have. years ago, you go, good on you, cobber. Yeah, have a crack. But now it's like, oh, dear. Oh dear. If you've got 14 people there, you're only meant to have 11. And don't be politically incorrect. Oh, dear me. Hey, you know what I thought I'd, uh, else I'd do? I was no. only thinking about this the other day because I think this might be a fiasco. Uh, I was going to go back and have a look at my prediction for the end of the year for AFL. Now, I think you said to me that you might not uh, have your list handy, but I'm happy to show my pathetic work. Oh, and share yes. it with you because I think there's every chance that the ladder I created should pro- is probably inverted to what it actually is today. Well, well, well t- talk me through that well, now because uh, because I did look at the the, the ladder. So the you other know day. what the ladder is off the top of your head? Oh, not really, but I know the right, top eh? five ish. Okay, so I had uh, I had oh, I do you know what I've written yours down. Oh, good. Yours are here. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, there we go. Uh, just to see what our comparison was. Uh-huh. So, um, so uh, even if I just do the top eight. Yeah, do the top eight. Top eight, right? So I had Port. Yeah, you got there in. You the had Richmond. Eight. Yeah, well, they're not quite in there. They might. <laughs> in they're not quite. They're not quite. They're no. on the same points as St Kilda. I had Brisbane. Yeah, well, well done. And you had Port. Yeah. So well done. You. Yeah. We both had Geelong. Yeah. Well done, you. Um, I had Richmond and you had the Bulldogs. Very well yeah, done, yeah, you. I mean, you boys the at doggies. four. Uh, I stupidly had uh, that black and red and white team down in Moorabbin at, yeah. at five. And you had Bris Vegas. Yes. I had West Coast at six. Oh, are they in it? Yeah. Oh, they are. I think okay. they are. Uh, and you had the Saints at six. Oh, well, I was more fool me. <laughs> yeah, I was more fool me because I had them at where you had them. Um, then I had the Bulldogs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. And you had West Coast. Yeah. I had Carlton. Oh, that's not very good. Well, they're almost how far off. And you had Freo. Now, the interesting, yeah, well, one out of, the interesting one out of all of that. Where did we both have the Melbourne <clears throat> Demons? Twelfth. <12th. laughs> We both had Melbourne yeah. at 12. Um, yeah. We had, uh, you had Sydney at 14. Oh, they're better I than had, that. I had them at nine. <laughs> uh, and I think the rest, uh, well, I mean. I think I, the obvious one there is the Melbourne Demons have surpassed expectations. Yes, I, I, well, well, well and truly, in my view. Yes. Now, in your the, in your circumstance, in from opinion, fourteen to one. In my humble, pathetic op- opinion, uh, and then I had North Melbourne at sixteen, and uh, you had you correctly had them at eighteen. Dead stone so, motherless. Yeah, yeah, you you'd actually handed them the wooden spoon at the start of the pre-season. Yeah, pre season. They got the pre-season spoon and the normal yeah, season spoon. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's a bit of a halfway through. We we weren't we're sort of thereabouts a bit, but I did uh, we, talk we at the coffee shop this morning to a D support. <laughs> Who uttered the two words? Oh, not um, premiership and Melbourne oh, in the first sentence, really? and I said, "You're the first Melbourne supporter I know that it's done that because most of them that I know, well, are still, you know, in, in refusing to accept that they're even a chance to make the finals." Well, I tell you what, if, if that team was wearing red, white, and black, I'm not sure that we wouldn't be <laughs> saying something similar. similar. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I'm, you know, no, it's been a surprising season, and it has. I think what happens now is they're all out of the state and they're all wrestling with this being away together it'll be interesting to see which ones cope they're in hubsville again hubsville again yeah, exactly hey um 
So if we sort of get into it a bit, um, i tell you what I, I do want to do. <laughs> I want to share this one with you, which was about the... Um, which was about the rhinos. Yeah. Because it was quite interesting. Radioactive. Because, because if you if you use the word rhino yeah. and and radioactive, um, it sort of doesn't add up, does it? Um, well, I know and, rhinos are many things, Scotty, so, because I have yeah. been to Africa and seen a rhino. Right. But I so, didn't realise that they were well, there's a radioactive. Well, re- there's a reason why they are. Right. Now, they're, they're clearly not naturally radioactive. Yeah, I would have thought so, unless they've been um, spotted near Chernobyl. So some scientists have stepped in. Um, uh, so this is from Cape Town. Yes. And uh, scientists Town. in South Africa. Uh, have injected radioactive material into the horns of two rhinos Mm -hmm. in a novel effort to what? To track them? To save the species from poachers. Ah. So um, the stable stable isotopes are harmless and are designed to stop poachers because the radioactive horns will be easy to track. So you are actually on the right... You're on the right track. So does so it damage the rhinos in any so, particular well, way? Well, it just says it's got a stable isotope. So I assume that that means that, no, it's quite safe. Well, that's good then, if it discourages the poachers. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, the, 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 there will be poachers dead on the ground from um, the radioactivity uh, right next to the rhino that's dead on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> From the radioactivity. Yes. yes. Uh, but no, apparently it seems to be all right. Thousands of existing sensors along international borders could pick up even the smallest quantity of the radioactive material. Oh. So <clears throat> good them. Good uh, them. Go them scientists. Rhinos one, poachers zero. Doing that's what, that's about the ratio we want. About trying to uh, protect those rhinos. Uh, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> good luck trying to get near a rhino and wrestle it to the ground and cut its horn off. But I assume they must use you know, submachine guns or something to bring them down. Cause well, they've they got a one, thick hide. One big animal, So they? you need a very big, um, you know, yep. BB gun. Yeah, so it's um, – but that's just – the whole poaching thing is just awful. So if that's a win for the uh, – one for the rhinos and the, and the poachers, nil – then that's a good thing. Um, so what have you got, old mate? You've, well, you've got... Um, I've, sad news. I've got sad oh, news. Oh, no. Mm. This goes under our heading of um, departures. Departures? Yeah. Oh, dear. So we lost... Um... Tell me it's not a musician. No, it's not. An, it's an actor. Oh, actor. Yes, it's uh, Captain Merrill Steubing. Oh, Mr. Steubing. Yes. So we lost uh, Gavin McLeod through the week. We did. Um, did who was 90. 90. So a good knock. Was he? But, of course, he's famous for many things. He was in McHale's Navy, uh, if you remember that, with Mr. Borg-9. Do you remember uh, that? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But he was most famous, of course, for um, his role as Captain Merrill Steubing in yes. The Love Boat. And The Love Boat, for those of you familiar with the program, um, there were 250 episodes from 1977. There, through to, ni- to 1986. More than I thought. More than I thought. That's all. And, of course, do you remember some of the other cast members, Scotland? The plan? No, no. That oh, was different. That was fantasy. Oh, fantasy. 
The love boat might have called oh, into Fantasy a, Island. I just got my boats mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> did a bit. Oh, he's not the plan to plan boss. No, no, no. There um, was Julie McCoy. Oh, yeah. Was he, the, was he her love interest or she was just sort no, of part no, of the crew? She was the cruise director. The cruise director, that's right. And she was. I wasn't a big fan of the. I, I didn't watch a lot of it. I wouldn't right. say she was a rather a, fetching young lass. She was quite a fetching young lass. Yes. The doctor was Dr. Adam Bricker. <laughs> Yes. He was played by Bernie Capel, who's otherwise famous for his role in Get Smart oh. as the, the chairman of Chaos. Oh, is he? Yes, he played that role too. Ah. So he's, he's, he's had a couple of rippers. Yeah. There was a guy oh, called well. Gopher, Gopher Smith. Gopher Smith. <laughs> he was the purser. Yeah. The was. ship's purser. Right. Do you know what a ship's purser does, Scotty? Um, is he sort of in charge of finances or well, stock? The, or the purse in purser gives it yes, away. Yeah, a little. the finances. Yes, he runs the admin, the cargo, the passenger yes. manifest, that sort of thing. Yes. And there was a guy called Isaac Washington who was the bartender. Oh. The singularly most important person on a cruise ship yes. is the bartender. Yeah, that's right. Must look after the bartender. Must serve cocktails <laughs> to the punters. So um, that's sad news that we lost uh, him. And yes. I, I actually looked up how many cruise ships were um, operate at one time. Clearly not at the moment because most of them are parked in various oceans and harbours in the world. Yes. But um, how many do you think? How many cruise ships do you think there are in the world operating well, on the seas? Not We're not talking riverboats. We're talking ocean well, uh, cruise ships. Uh, my starting point will be uh, a reference that I had, and I think it was probably it's pre-pandemic. So I'm going to go PP pre-pandemic PP. I'm going to go two eighteen two nineteen. I reckon I heard that there was going to be in the order of three hundred and twenty-eight shipping movements in and out of Melbourne alone. Well, you so spot on uh, almost. So There's the, 323 cruise ships yeah, in the world. Yeah, righto. And they have a capacity collectively of 580,000 passengers. Wow. The biggest ocean liner in the world, this is, this is useless facts, is called the Symphony of the Seas, and it's 1,200 feet long. So it's bigger than the new QE2? Yep. Wow. It's 240 foot tall. And it takes 228,000 tonnes. 228,000 tonnes. It holds 5,500 passengers and 2,200 crew in so one ship. 280. 200, it's a postcode. That's, it's like 100 metres tall. It's huge. It's huge. And it costs 1.35 billion well, 300, to build. Yeah, that's about it's about eight it's about eighty meters tall. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. You sure, I saw is a that picture. Water, of it. Is that water line up, or is that from bottom boat? I up? think that's from its draft. From its draft, I'm assuming. Right. So, so that's, that's sort of big... half a million people flopping around on the ocean at sort of any one time during, well, during seven the year. seven thousand people on that one boat alone, which is seven about seven thousand. It's about the, the this postcode. Yeah. Hey. Correct. Hey. Yeah. Um, and um. Fun fact, when was the last ocean liner that sank, Scotty? Do you remember? Uh, Do you remember this? It was about it was about eight years ago. Actually it? sank? Or well, was it, the, it, 
Well, was this the Italian boat this that the where, Italian, where, correct. The, where the, the skipper one. went for a bit of a wave? The, and, co- uh, the Costa Concordia. And beached the bugger. <laughs> he beached it. Oh, yeah, for months. Yeah. Well, I sat there for months. He's got, 32 I, people died. I, I think he's gone in uh, at the governor's pleasure. Oh, he's I think he's certainly, certainly behind bars. Oh, I think so. He ran underground. Yes, he did. There you go. Yep. Now, we're on, well, we're on travel. Yes. This is a really interesting thing that I saw in the paper oh, this week. Oh, I saw Did you see that. This? I saw that today. So I our, wondered. Our, I actually wondered how libelous it was. Well, this is what we're referring to for those listeners. Uh, is a Rex advertisement it's a, in the paper? It's a big whack, and they've basically quoted a whole lot of people who are a little bit miffed at Qantas's refund policy. Yes, and it caught my eye because I'm one of these. That's oh, owed a I could add an airline to it if you like, mm. but anyway, you go. Oh, they owe me a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but such things as I've been on hold for five and a half hours and waiting for a call back. <laughs> oh. You're not letting me use my flight credits and forcing me to call you, but then you don't answer the phone. Oh, no. Two hours on hold listening to the same music over and over again. No way. Not only did Qantas refuse a refund, they refused to credit back any points. Oh, I get it. You're 100 years old and we have to wait 100 years for our refund policy. (laughs) (laughs) This is happy birthday to the worst airline in Australia. Uh, Happy birthday, Qantas. Do you think you could organise my refund now that you are older and wiser? Oh, really? (laughs) And um, this this one, so happy you are popping champagne bottles. Now how about my refund? (laughs) Pop less champagne and pay pay more money. So I did a bit of digging. Right. Do you know that um, Qantas are holding $4 billion in flight refunds? $4, Four billion. billion. No wonder a, they haven't gone under. As a consequence, <laughs> that's why they're encouraging people to take credits because if they have to pay that $4 billion out, they will go They best. will go under. Because their normal revenue in good times is $14 billion. Right. And they're probably making a... 20% of that at the minute. Yeah. Probably less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they have to pay out all the refunds, they go bust. Wow. They're not here. Wouldn't they? So that's why. Is there no insurance across something like that, potentially? No, no, but not for that amount. Not for that amount. So I, I, is, that, is that business interruption insurance? <laughs> well, they'd have, they'd have something, but not to that level. No. And that's just, a, that's just catastrophic if they had to pay all that money yep. back. Yep. Um, which is why they're... They're trying not to, which is why they're probably giving everyone flight credits. But yep. oh, that's an, a staggering amount of money. That's a huge amount of money. Of people that would normally be... What's even staggering about that? That's collectively domestic and international. That's how much money people have been spending, yep. you know, or, yep. or have in abeyance, yep. ready to go when they can travel again. Probably across the... Uh, and all, Probably just across a, like an 18-month period yeah. too. Yeah, so it's not it. like you... You don't book a flight for five years from now, do you? No, sort of and that's six just months the stuff out that was or, probably in abeyance from last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's sort of all current period. So um, there you go. So ships and planes, all that sort of stuff. So right. as a consequence, I thought I'd, uh, I'd play a song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that references uh, said planes. Right. So we'll give it a run. I'm leaving on a jet plane. And it's not that song. <laughs> I've heard that one before. You've heard that one before. We'll try this one. Right. It might be a bit better. Right. 
And uh, welcome back to the Two Smoking Guns. And there's a bit fooies, of Foo Fighters, eh? Scotty. <laughs> fooies. We like them, don't we? Yeah, Dave Grohl. You know what he was famous for, of course, Dave Grohl. He was the drummer for Nirvana. Oh, yes, he was indeed. Before he became famous in his own right. Yes. As lead singer of the Foo Fighters. They're a good band, the yeah, Fooies. Yeah, great band. They've yep. had a few good songs over the journey and a big stadium rock band. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to see a stadium rock band again? What's that? Yes, correct. Hey, what is that? that? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you where I like the fooies. Yeah. Um, when I'm in the car by myself. Oh, right. You know, just crank it up a bit, 
keep all the windows up. You yeah. know, turn the subwoofer right up. The subby right up. Yeah, turn the subby right up. So, yeah. um, no, I love the Phillies. They're um, a fantastic band, and may they continue to make great music. They do. Now, um, so we've done um, done a bit on boats today. Oh, ships yes. We missed the stooping. Yes, and we've done a bit on planes yes. and the feedback that our friends at Qantas have had over the journey. Yes. And um, you've got something... Mm, Totally unrelated to travel, which is good. Well, a good, as good a segue as I can give you uh, right now. I suppose um, whenever you uh, whenever you speak about China, mm. uh, there seems to be lots of negative things that get uh, spoken about in relation to China. And you know, they they muck around with our wine and they yeah. stop you know, yeah. stop buying some of our beef and That's it. so they've had a they've had a bit of a whack at us. But um, they've had a bit of a change of heart. Because if you recall, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, back in 2016, um, had actually relaxed their uh, one-child policy. Now, because I, I haven't heard of the one-child policy for some years. Right. So, uh, let me step you through this. And that was the government-introduced limit on yeah. expansion of yeah. the family and limited to one well, child because, well, because they felt that their population was getting out of hand. Well, because they thought they were sort of tracking towards about 100 billion people. Yes. <laughs> so they went, enough is enough. enough. You will have one and <laughs> that is it. That is it, one child. <laughs> Not quite in that tone, I, I don't think. But, um, so I China think you, will I think allow... cross-pollinating your dynasty. There's a little bit of pollination in there, but, you know, just so that we weren't poking fun at... No, we're not poking fun at Poking fun at anybody. No names, no pact rulers, we say on two smoking guns. Um, China will allow uh, couples to have three children now after a consensus showed its population is rapidly ageing. Mate, that's a leap. Yes. Uh, uh, The state media said on Monday, further to unwinding four decades of strict family planning controls. Uh, How do you reckon they controlled that? Well, I don't know how you police it. So what if you had twins? Have you got to leave one behind? <laughs> I think there must be some exceptions. You think there's some the exceptions? <laughs> choose, o- choose one. Because Octo-Mum wouldn't go so well there, no, would she? She'd, she'd, <laughs> she'd battle. She'd, she'd battle. knocked out her rate. Octo-Mum. <laughs> um, somebody's actually just, uh, if memory serves, somebody's just knocked out ten. Oh, Somebody no. surpassed the octo, yeah. Knocked out. Yeah, she, being, uh, being we, the we've now got a deco-mum, I think, too. How do you fit ten in? Oh, where, you, where, where do they all go? You, 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 a male asking a <laughs> male um, without notice. It's a big belly. I have I'm, nothing for you. <laughs> I think we should just move on. Um, so in 2016, China relaxed its controversial one-child policy, uh, one of the world's strictest family planning regulations, due to a two-child policy, due to widespread concerns over an ageing wage force, um, aging work, aging workforce, <laughs> and economic stagnation. Stagnant. Well, so that, I can't be stagnation for a while. Stagnation, but one to three is a rather large leap. Why wouldn't they go to one yeah. and a half and yeah, just I test it for a while? <laughs> what do you do with a half? What's a half? Well, it's an average. Well, right? that, it's an average. You have a child on an animal. It's an <laughs> do you adopt an animal an or average. something? That is an average. All right. Um, so, despite government efforts to encourage couples to have children, China's annual births have continued to plummet to a record low of 12 million in 2020. So, they're having our population. <laughs> they're having a half, half our population, population in one year. Every year. Gee whiz, where are they all going to fit? 
Yeah, just keep buying oh, steel and iron. Oh, all just, that's uh, anyway, uh, twelve million in twenty twenty. Um, as the cost of living rises and women make their own family planning choices. Well, this could be the rise of um, women having a say in China. Well, it's unusual that anybody has a say in China. Yeah, well. I think, but anyway, if that's them sort of setting up and taking notice, that's a good thing. Um, because they're obviously going to, if they've got this ageing population and with world medicine the way that it, mm. that it is and they're living longer, um, don't they also have a very sort of firm belief in that you're meant to look after your elders? Is, yes. Is that true yes, or is they, that maybe No, they do. Yeah, they look that, after their family. So they, you, you, it's, and a lot it's of almost elder, mandatory that elderly you... Elderly family live with. with yes, they do. Family. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's a little bit of change over in um, uh, other parts of the world. Thanks for bringing that to the table. I was not aware of that. <laughs> well, you know, as I say... Do Australia um, have a, um, a population control policy? Because arguably um, Australians don't produce enough because we rely on immigration for our growth. Well, I suppose we do, and um, and it's not as if we haven't got enough land. To... Oh, well, that's why they introduced the baby bonus, to encourage oh, yeah, people to have children. Oh, yeah. So, like, we don't have enough. So you've got some coin if, if you so what manage we, what, to what have some more children. What can the two smoking guns do to increase the fertility rate in Australia? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what have you got? Well, Enlighten me with something, please. <laughs> I didn't have anything that elaborate oh, okay. ar- ar- around the um, the fertility rate. Um, but what I did have was, um, well, I think you might have this. Um, I did try a non-alcoholic beer the other day. Ah. Um, and we've discussed this on this program many times that hell would freeze over before I tried a non-alcoholic beer. But I thought in the interest of research and science... Um, I haven't gone as far as a non-alcoholic wine yet, but I know you had this uh, several weeks ago on I your did. show, on, on your segment. I did. Um, but I did try a non-alcoholic beer, and you know what? It was one of those, it starts with H and it's in a green bottle. Right. Um, but it was zero, and it, look, it tasted all right. Was it all right? It tasted okay. Like, I mean, yep. I'm not saying it was the best beer I've ever had, not that I'm a beer aficionado. So what but was... It wasn't Bad. What was lacking, other than the fact that it's got no alcohol in it? Little, was it was it not as hoppy, or little, was it not as robust, just or a bit of body? You know, right. it's more like just um, so like water, water, watered down. Yeah, it, it tasted like the pots we used to have at the Marine back in the day. Oh yeah, when they used water. to water half water yeah. half. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like back the, when publicans used to dilute. It's a their, bit like uh, the, uh, the, the the fast food drinks that you get. Where That's what a lot of, There's of. a lot of dye, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but you know, long. I I did take one for the team, and right, I can't say it's something I'll be repeating on a regular basis. But there you go. Well. Um, in, not in support necessarily, but um, again, I've read recently um, that sales of non-alcoholic beverages yes. have gone up 80% in the last 12 yeah, months. Yeah, well, I have heard that. Mm. What, what do you put that down to? Health consciousness? Um, the, uh, p- part of what I understand is there's been general concerns that because of lockdown, Mm. we've reached out a bit more to uh, the chilled um, uh, receptacles full of... um, For the cool refreshments. Yes. Mm. And there's a a genuine concern that people are actually drinking too much. So 
those that are sitting in the space of non-alcoholic beverages are saying, well, if it's really just about the taste and you want to have yeah. wine, then have a crack maybe at this. just have a crack at this now. And they're getting better and better and better in, well, in terms you know, of what I it is. I haven't ventured to the dark side of the non-alcoholic wine yet. But right. So let me, the beer. Let me, so let me talk to you about this thing, um, and this is the beer-related piece. Mm. Um, there's a brewing company that is laying claim to making the world's first non-alcoholic, uh, non-alcoholic Pacific ale, um, with the co-founder determined to help people balance the booze. Balance the booze. So that's that's what I'm talking about. The reaching out too often because we're a bit bored and a bit locked down. And I like a slow. There's only so many things on Netflix you can watch. And, balance the booze. Uh, so we're going to balance that while still enjoying a full-bodied beer. Now maybe this might be the. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to try this. Yes. Um, uh, and, and I'll step you through um, sugar. how. Well, uh, let me let me mm. tell you. Um, so this. Particular couple, they set up uh, this operation in 2012. No names, no pack drill. Um, people can find it if they want to go looking. And the craft brewery now has national distribution through such chains as the Big Grain Shop. Oh, mm. really? Yes. Um, which really Andy? must say something, right? In Andy? terms of, well, they're not going to take something on if it's not going to move off the shelf. True, true. Um, you, you could only deduce. Um, a second brewery is currently under construction in um, New South Wales. The they Sid- brew this stuff, do they? The Sydney-based company it's not just released flavored it- water. Well, no, it's not. Okay. It's um, the Sydney-based company released its first non-alcoholic beer through its brand in September last year, putting out a non-alcoholic refreshing ale, and has backed it up with the recent release of a non-alcoholic Pacific ale, as well as a XPA and IPA. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Well, they're kind of like... Are they labels? Crafty beers. Oh, crafty beers. Yeah. Okay, so this particular person said the combination of her own, uh, of her own pregnancy and picking up on the market trend for non-alcoholic products inspired the brewery to reach out into the burgeoning sector. It's burgeoning now. It's burgeoning. Yes. I thought oh, it was burgeoning. just, um, in, you know, on the on the uptake, but no. now it's burgeoning. You know it's going well when it's when, burgeoning. When you use that <laughs> adjective, you know it's going bunta. Um, it wasn't until, I guess, COVID came around and I could really see people increasing their alcoholic consumption, mm-hmm. what we just, yes, talked about. just talked about, and I thought this is my real chance to bring out a non-alk that tastes like beer. A non-alk. A non-alk. See, there's even slang there. Yeah, so we've got slang coming in now too. We've been doing this for seven years, and I know how to make beer. We can give this a crack. <laughs> Uh, this lady then wanted to say um, that this particular beer was naturally brewed to be non-alcoholic, so it's the way it's brewed, yeah, um, rather than mechanically removing the alcohol. Ah, so it's the way that it's brewed so actually brew it. makes the difference in you terms it. of its taste. Okay, um, I She that. said the phenomenal growth. So now we now we've got burgeoning, burgeoning, and now phenomenal. we're phenomenal. Growth in the category was driven by a lot of emerging trends, including mindful drinking and the desire to manage life's demands with leisure time while still enjoying a beverage with a full-bodied, non-sweetened taste. Is is mindful drinking drinking while you're meditating? Um, <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> that mindful might, drinking? That, that might put you into deep meditation, <laughs> potentially. I'm not sure. Is that drinking um, while you're doing yoga? Uh, <laughs> 
mindful. Well, uh, I, I brought a piece to the table a couple of months back. The, the, the bringing, a, you know, you actually had to lift your bottle of red wine while you're doing your Pilates that's, and doing, and then you can have a drink that's after. Downward dog, isn't it? <laughs> Sales of non-alcoholic beer and wine have been surging. Oh, they're so, surging so now. Been, so it's burgeoning, it's phenomenal, and now it's surging it's in a Australia. a lot of marketing department here. With sales more than doubling at the big green shop. More than doubling sold too. the black and orange labelled shop yes. in 2019-20, according to Fitch Solutions. Wow. So... Um, well, see, that's only a small little piece you've got there, but... The marketing department have packed in burgeoning, phenomenal, and yeah. doubling. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no question. All the right buzzwords. Um, so we've got all the big buzzwords going on. Well, I, I tell you where I think um, maybe its greatest advantage is when you actually go out for dinner. Yeah, I think so. Because and it's the driving factor. Well, the driving factor. No right? one's ever because mentioned that. You know, if you live in the burbs and you want to go into town, you've got a $30 or $40, you know, Uber or, Uber or taxi yeah. or, you know, whichever way you go. So that's in, and then yeah. you've got the one on the way back, that's and it. then, you know, you've got a whatever you're spending on your wine. But, well, I um, think, you know, it's just that um, I'm very conscious of that because if you do want to take your car and you want to have a couple, yeah, well, that's a good option. Yeah, yeah, it's a great option. You know, and then you, you get back on the good stuff when you get home. Then you can maybe just have another glass or two or when you get you home. Or you disperse them. Well, I suppose you could do that too, but you don't need very much. And some of the wines appear these days, they're pretty robust. You know, they're in the 12 and a half, 12, 8, 13, the 5, 13, is 8. zero, is it? Or is it half? It's, half, it's zero, or in some cases, power. it's less than 0.5. Okay. Which okay. means you could, you could guzzle just, it for a long you time could, and, you could, and you'd you could, be fine. You could drink bottles Provided, I, I suppose, that you, you know, but is it about like the it. taste? Yeah. Or is it about the... I don't know, it takes the edge off you, yeah, it goes really right. well with the food. Does this go really well with the food? I don't know. But Okay, look, well, I'm, it's, it's – look, I my, – my stance Well, I'm going to find this. My stance is softening. Yeah, I'm going to find this um, um, because – I'm prepared to, um, pre- prepared to be open-minded. Well, uh, well, put it this way. I mean, we could actually – we could do a piece. We could uh, – in our next show, we could go and get a bottle – yeah, and it'd be no different to us having the water that's in front of us or a, or a, a can of fizzy drink or something. Yes. We could actually sit here and say, you know what? This is not bad. This is not this bad. Is, well, this is what we think of it. Well, we and could we, do reviews. We could actually review it live. How ironic would that be for me to be reviewing non-alcoholic wine? <laughs> Friends would say to me, look what you've become. <laughs> Uh, you, your, I'm being your, your new name would be Ken Bruce. Ken Bruce, <laughs> Ken has, Bruce gone has gone mad. Completely <laughs> mad. No, I, I just reckon. Um, I yeah, mean, this... people are obviously voting with their wallets and their feet and, and their tongues and their habits. Yeah. Um, and if good they on. get it right um, and it and it tastes pretty good, then why not? I mean, well, it's an option, isn't it? It's an option. Very and good. It's you know would have some health benefits too, I guess, in yeah. that you're not guzzling you know, litres and litres of alcohol too often. So off, off air, I am raising my eyebrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. You're giving me the wind-up is what I'm getting. Is, can you get to another topic, please? this non-alcoholic this stuff this one's enough starting, time. <laughs> this one's starting to hurt. <laughs> anyway, we'll, uh, we'll keep an, uh, a close eye on that. And, of course, what we, what we have talked about in the past are some of the big operations around the world that are investing into this sector. It's not just the existing players. It's, it's new players yeah, it's new investing players. in, in it so as you, well. So you've got the big players investing. 
You've got all the crafty beer boys that have been doing their thing. They're now coming into that sector as well. I mean, I saw a piece on TV the other day. There is a complete non-alcoholic bar in the city, and they are booming. That's a- Absolutely booming. That's almost an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> Are they heaving? <laughs> anyway, there we go. So oh, very um, good, mate. It's going to be an interesting uh, observation. I think that and uh, electric vehicles and all the things that are starting to evolve now as we uh, as we move on we move through life is uh, going to be an interesting space to watch I keep saying you are the George Jetson of the two smoking guns <laughs> you're got, the one that wants the hoverboard <laughs> I do. you've got all the modern accoutrements uh, <laughs> going on all right where, where do we go well, from I here did, I did want you to there's an article that you've got yes that I want to hear about it's about the mice or the uh, cod. Oh, I no, do want to. It's more about the fish. I want to <laughs> hear about this. Have you ha, have you ever uh, contemplated that you could have a conversation that involved fish and mice? No, this is why I'm so interested. All right. In this so, um, so for, as you're aware, for the listeners, as you're aware, what are the con- what's the context? Uh, so there's a mice play. So there's a mice play oh. that's just completely off the charts. It's gone. Right? It's burgeoning. It's, uh, oh, it's heaving. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's heaving. <laughs> um, like, it's, al- it's almost graphic that you can't watch. Yeah. That, no, I have you know, it's, yeah, it's all this good. vermin, yeah. and, but there's millions of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like the only thing I could think that would be worse than watching millions of mice for me would be watching millions of cockroaches because I'd actually move to another planet yeah. if there were that many cockroaches as there were mice. Um, no, these uh, these things are out of control. But here's a um, uh, what's the description? This is the uh, unintended consequence of such uh, a, a scenario of all these mice. What's a collective name name for a, a whole lot of mice? Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's. Uh, I, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No. Um, so what's happened? The mouse plague has hit the waters um, with vulnerable Murray cod swelling in size before spewing out the rodents, uh, the rodents when caught. Yes, so, so this is... So, so the mice so are running they're, into they're the, in water. the water. The cod are having a crack. Yeah. But they're getting sick. Well, they're, they're eating them. They're eating them. Um, the waves wow. of mice that have decimated homes, crops, machinery from Burke to Wagga Wagga have taken to the water in search of food. Yeah. Right? Because they've eaten everything else. Uh, you know, yeah. They've eaten your house. <laughs> so now they're down to the water. But the predators have turned into prey. Dubbo fisherman Aaron Graham, 26. 26. I love the fact that they've always got to, they've always got to tell you his age. Well, it's important. Is it? Yeah. So what if he was Aaron Graham, 92? He wouldn't be, he wouldn't, he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't be as credible a witness. <laughs> or would he have more experience? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I remember when they used to I eat rabbits. I have seen this since the Great Mice Plague of 1928. Or oh, no, when they used to eat rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> so um, has reaped... Aaron, 26. Yes. So Aaron, 26, has reaped reward of the plague when dangling a line for Murray Cod along the Macquarie River. The last few years, the cod have been around 40 to 55 centimetres, but now they're up around 65 to 80. Yeah, but... Yeah, <laughs> but, but they're full of mice. They're full of mice. <laughs> it would have what's, to be what's down... What's that thing called? It's a turducken, isn't it? When you have a... Yeah, that's it. Turkey, um, duck a turkey, and a chicken. Turkey, duck and a chicken. Yeah, well, they're all stuffed so, each other's What's a cod and a mice? <laughs> um, Kadice. Uh, 
a mick <laughs> or a dice. A dice. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Um, the mice attempt to swim across the river in search of food, but are more often than not um, then end up getting eaten. So, so actually... Yeah, a, a fish is... A fish, a fish's, is that right term? A fish's digestive system is used to eating plant-based things and insects. Plankton, and plankton, yes. plankton. Yeah, little no things. No plankton in the rivers. No, but um, <laughs> mould. <laughs> but um, mice would be perhaps not not their usual diet. Well, so does it have any ecological um, consequences? Well, all I'm thinking is that if the mice have potentially been poisoned. Mm. but are still running before they cark it, are they then entering the estuary mm. and then being eaten by the cod that then might also die? But in fact, I've, had, I, I've sort of had a bit of a, a 360 on this. Uh, this is actually a good news story for Graham because what he's saying is they've gone from 40 to 55 centimetres to 65 to 80. So he's actually saying the mice aren't a problem. Because he's got bigger, fatter fish. Hmm. But are you, you buying cod? Do you, do, you, do you want to buy a cod? Are you buying cod, buying cod at the at the at the shop? No, I'm not buying cod. Not <laughs> on your. Not until I'm, I see the last mouse <laughs> go into a trap or or <laughs> get his last rights. I'm, I'm not going anywhere near a cod. I'm buying the fish that isn't eating mice. Yep, I'm not going anywhere near Murray cod. That comes out of the Macquarie River. Oh, I don't think so. Because if they're eating mice, see you later. See you later. No interest whatsoever. No interest so we're not first of all thinking, oh, this is actually a problem for the fish. It's actually not. Um, I couldn't. It actually gives me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about the fact that a Murray cod's eaten a mouse. And and I'm sorry if there's anybody listening to this program of two yeah. smoking guns today that's actually had Murray cod in the last seven days. Yeah. Because how was your mouse? Go, 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 go and get yourself <laughs> yeah, checked out for, yeah. did your fish, for did hepatitis you, or rabies or Did your fish taste like cheese? <laughs> Mate, uh, well, that's, on that note, that's, yeah. a, that's a very sad note with the program. Yeah, we need a break, don't we? <laughs> no, we'll, uh, we'll oh. wrap it up there and uh, we'll uh, check you out next week. All right. And um, from the two smoking guns. Uh, all I'd say to Careful our, of your cods. Careful. <laughs> Check out your cods. Check out your cods. Thanks, Very everyone. Very good.